now rocking with Matt and Dez. Let's go. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. On today's episode, we are excited to welcome back, and it is a family affair again. Jordan Gonzalez is in the house. It's so exciting to have you back on the show today. I know we did a previous episode talking about overcoming disappointment, and it was fire. And today, we're going to talk about activating identity activating identity. It's so key and it's actually one of the biggest honors and privileges that we have as an individual in the kingdom of God. And I really I really want to go after this, guys. I really want to talk about this because as we've traveled over the years, babe, we've done schools of ministries. We planted a church. Uh, we've mentored. We've coached. We've discipled. We've pastored. We've done so... Well, I'm getting tired of thinking of everything we've done. Uh, <laughs> we've done so many different things that one of the things that we see that is so crucial is the difference between somebody walking in activated identity and just knowing their identity. Two different things. Knowing and activating are two different things. And we want to talk about the activating part because I truly believe we're in a season right now where heaven is waiting to respond to those who are walking in activated identity, not just knowing their identity. That's so good. And you know what it reminds me of? When we did um, first started our school of ministry, one of the things that we would do is, first of all, we would interview you know the students before they came in and we'd ask them some of those kind of questions like, <laughs> yeah. hey, who are you? You know, that just kind of that huge question to see what, what they would say. And we would actually videotape them on the first day of school and ask them some of these questions. And, and then we'd videotape them on the last day of school <laughs> and compare it. And we put together yeah. this montage at the end of the school year to see the difference in their answers. And when we first started the, the school, and we actually it wasn't even called a school of ministry, it was called a school of transformation because we, we didn't want to just tie it just to ministry. It was just any realm that you're called to, right? So it was so cool to see the difference when when the students would come in versus when they leave because the reason why we really even started the school was for this very purpose. We had such a passion and desire to see people walk in the fullness of who God has called them to be. And a lot of times students would come in thinking, like some of them were like so confident, like I know who I am, you know, <laughs> and then they would give us these answers. We're Are like, you taking okay. shots at me? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. You're the exception. Um, <laughs> Always. <laughs> So, you know, they would be like, well, I know who I am. And, you know, I just came because I want to walk in miracles or I just came because I want to learn how to prophesy. I'm like, okay, awesome. That, that's that's good. That's a good desire. But a lot of people, when we came to the end of school year, would be like, man, wow, I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even realize why God brought me here until now. Like they came to walk in the supernatural, but what they really came for was to learn who they really are and learn yes. what family looks like. And, and you know, we would really hone in on this topic specifically was identity and um it was so good man i'm getting it just starting at a school uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> i just think i just broke out in hives <laughs> you know just what it, kidding it was actually like a running joke at our school when we planted the school of ministry uh students would say we came for matt but we stayed because of Des. And I thought that was so amazing because I just spoke of the value that you brought to the school. And in other words, what they were saying is that we came because we've seen the signs and wonders through my life, but they actually got transformation 
through a foundation that Des really set. And I mean, I, I was honored to be a part of that, but Des was really the foundation builder of that. And I just I just have such honor for you for that, babe, because you really you really did that. I mean, it was it was amazing to be able to bring identity out of people. And that's actually a, one of the reoccurring prophetic words you've got in this season is about identity again and, and bringing that to another level. And I think that's why this episode is so strategic right now, because we want to see people walk in activated identity. Because I'm convinced, Jordan, right now, heaven is pregnant with the miraculous. And I believe what is causing the birth of the miraculous from an atmospheric sense into a reality sense is those who are walking in activated identity. Because when I know my identity, my identity is what makes my voice sound like him. And that's why creation has to respond. And so I feel like when you're walking in activated identity, the atmosphere around you begins to become a reality manifesting through you because it responds to the voice that's in complete alignment with believing who they say, who he says they are. And that's really a key to the miraculous is when you can actually believe, see, we're thinking that miracles happen because we just regurgitate some information. Miracles happen when you, the greatest miracle that can happen is when you finally believe who he says you are. So then you speak like he's speaking and creation has to respond. And there's a huge difference on this. And I want to get you, I want to get your thoughts, Jordan. I like to get your thoughts, babe. There's a huge difference. This is what we're talking about today. We're talking about moving from identification to identity because there's a difference. Identification is to name a thing so that it is classified properly. I see so many people walking in the body of Christ with identification. They're calling it identity, but it's identification. It's not identity. It's identification. They've got a word from God. They, they've seen, they've got a, a life scripture they're carrying that God says it resonates with who they are. They're carrying these words around that is classifying them properly, but it's not identity because the, the definition of identity is when the thing you've been identified starts to operate within you and it becomes an action. See, many have become identified, but not many are walking in identity because until you believe and agree and step out into what he has identified about you, it will not become identity. Identity is where promises are unlocked. So Jordan, you went through our school. You're actually part of, I uh, hope no one gets offended with the best class that we ever had. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> there was something significant about your class that graduated. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Pony and Oscar and and uh, I forgot who all was in that class, but <laughs> so special. It was the Three Amigos. Yeah, it was the Three Amigos, and I think you guys even did a boy band, right? Wasn't there a boy band? Oh uh, yeah, it's that? somewhere. Uh, <laughs> we were going from men to boys. Men to boys, that's what it was. So being through the school, being where you at, what were some keys in your life that helped you to walk into activated identity, not just identification? Yeah, so being in the school, I feel like I got amazing principles, amazing teaching, uh, things began to be activated in my life, my identity, felt like I knew who I was. And then if you listen to the last podcast, uh, I went through, uh, you can call it the dark night of the soul. And uh, in that place, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And I think there was some, um, there may have been some holes in my identity. That's one way to say it. And I think it was shaken a little bit in that time period. And um, one of the the things that really affected me in that time period of my life was my confidence. 
I had lost my confidence in my abilities and my ability to hear God, my ability to prophesy, my uh, just God-given abilities and callings. I had lost the confidence. And I think one of the most powerful things you can do is make a decision. And because I had lost my confidence, I had lost my ability to make decisions. And I think there's a generation out there that they are in that place where whether they're not confident in themselves or they have lost their ability to make decisions, then they forfeit their ability to make decisions to others and they allow others to identify who they are rather than making the decision that I'm going to be who God has called me to be. Wow, you just said something. I've never seen this. Would you say, you said there's a generation right now, would you say that media is playing a big part right now in paralyzing the generation from them uh, realizing? Okay, what, what was the phrase you just said right now? You said something that was so key about realizing, having the opportunity. Yeah, I think it's, so it's the power in decision making. And I think when we are not confident in who we are, who God's called us to be, we forfeit our ability to make decision that we will decide who we're going to be or that we will partner with heaven and how heaven sees us. And so I think there is, uh, media definitely plays a part in discipling nations, which we're actually called to do is disciple nations. And I think they have uh, one of the leading voices right now, if I'm just being honest and, and blunt about this, they have one of the leading voices in discipling people. But I do believe there is a shift that's happening uh, where there is people stepping into their God-given identity and their God-given voices uh, that will speak to those and help them to understand who they are, uh, help to rebuild their confidence and help to guide them in their decision making of who they will be. You know, it's I'll say it this way, you are confined to your confession. So whatever <laughs> it is, say that again, <laughs> you are confined to your confession. So whatever it is you are confessing over yourself or allowing others to confess over you, you now become confined to that identity. And so I think we have to be very careful of ultimately what we believe, but also who we're allowing to um, uh, speak those things into our life. And I, I look back at my season of life and uh, it was really hard to make a decision. I kind of forfeited my right to uh, make decisions. So I was in that place where I felt like not confident or having the ability to make it. I was allowing others to kind of make decisions for me and, and choose what I was going to believe. And I kind of confined myself within that. And it wasn't a until a phone call with you guys actually and some things Desa said which I'm sure we'll touch on but uh, just to bring it back you are confined to your confession that is so good you know it, may, it just made me think about this thought you know many times a lot of people call themselves what God has said over them but they never produce the fruit of it and I believe that is the differentiation of really walking in identification identity because if you're walking in identity fruit will follow the fruit's gonna follow and I, and I love some of the stuff that you're saying right now because I think it's so it's so key like you have to have that confidence you know I, I mean scriptures don't cast away your confidence it's for a reason if scripture telling us not to cast away our confidence that means confidence has a reward and so through your confidence you found your voice again absolutely oh that is so good that's so so good um you know when you're when you're talking about this and explaining it i mean i can resonate so much with it and relate so much with what you're talking about because i feel like that's exactly where i was at last 
last year, and, I, and I've shared a lot about my, my story on previous episodes, but I feel like our confidence is usually tied to an action on our part. And I feel like a lot of times we're waiting for an emotion to feel confident <laughs> and like that never arrives and that mm-hmm. never shows up and you're just continually frustrated and, and it leads you to nowhere. It leads you to more discouragement, more depression, you know, and it, it doesn't help you and it doesn't help anyone around you that you're supposed to help. And so I feel like I absolutely was at that place as well. Like, hey, Michael Dalton, you know, we love him so much yeah. and you, our listeners out there have probably began to love him as well because we've have, had him on a few episodes. He was at our church last Sunday and one thing that he said, it like is rocking me to the very core was that you are the solution to your own problem. <laughs> wow. And I was like, oh snap. Like I just knew it was God when he said that, you know, for all of us, but for me specifically, I was like, dang, yeah, God, I hear you. You know, and sometimes I feel like we we see these scriptures about we're co-laborers with Christ yeah. and we're, you know, we're partners and we're heirs in the kingdom and, and we believe it. We believe to the level of identification, but what does that look like? Identity personified that we're actually walking that out? What does that actually look like? And that's what I feel like we're talking about today. That literally it's when, and Michael talked about this last Sunday as well. He said, it's the moment you believe the words that come out of your mouth are literally the same as the words of God. When you come into synchronization and, you know, and things start happening Come on. when you believe that your voice is the same as God's voice. And I'm not saying that we're God. You got to go listen to his message on the mission. But I'm saying that we have to understand that our words are just as powerful. We can speak life for death. So what you're saying, Jordan, is like we have the ability and the power. God gave, gave us the power and the authority to speak forth who he says we are. It's like his promise is waiting on our yes and our amen, you know? Mm -hmm. And if we don't come in agreement with our yes and our amen, it's never gonna happen. Wow, you know one of the things I heard you say, babe, that I feel like is paralyzing people from maybe walking in identity is that our view of God sometimes is that he's a sugar daddy. I've heard you say that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like, God, when are you gonna show up and, and make all my problems go away? Come on, God. Isn't that your job? Like, seriously? Yeah. Is that what we're putting on God? Like, really? Wow. He's he's the sugar daddy that just makes everything happen. And so, but with that mindset, I believe that's why people aren't growing. There's no maturity and growth in that mindset because God is the initiator of all things. And he takes care of all things where there's no co-laboring. And it's really a independence relationship on God rather than a co-laborer in birthing what this is supposed to look like coming outside of us. So man, I I love that. So Jordan, do you have any more just practical keys, how, how we could actually begin to walk in the fullness of our identity that you have learned? I know one of the things you just said is confidence. What, what are a few more things that the listener can walk away with today who are wanting to see some of the fulfillment of their prophetic words that are speaking to their identity or just even uh, the things God has spoken to him in the secret place or scriptures that become life scriptures that identi- that really is an identification of who they are. You know, I was in a conversation uh, just a couple of days ago with one of my really good friends and he had asked me this question. He said, what is it that's changed in you? Like there's something that's kind of shifted in you. Like what, what is it? And I told him this, I said, it's that I finally bought in on myself. Ooh. <laughs> I think that. I felt that. 
and, and and don't get me wrong for the listener it's, it's not um a pride thing and it's not a self flesh thing it's i bought in on who god says i am yeah. so it's all in the confidence of who god is and who he is inside of me but i think sometimes uh we think in order to be humble we kind of have to tear ourselves down <laughs> it's that whole false humility thing but there is something about actually buying in on yourself and i think that's one of the hardest things to do is to actually believe and take responsibility for who God says you are. Because I think, you know, you go back to the Garden of Eden, and that was that was the first attack of the enemy, the serpent, was to get them to question their identity, that uh, if you ate of this, you would be like God, not knowing they forgotten, I believe, that they were already like God. It says they were made in His image and likeness. So and good. I think one of the greatest attacks right now is, is for us to forget who we are. I think mm-hmm. um, that's what happened to me in the school ministry. I learned who I was. The attack came, and then I had forgotten who I was. Wow. And I think that's one of the attacks. So I, I think to answer your question would be um, to actually take responsibility and take ownership of who God says you are and begin to look for those opportunities in your life to actually activate those things that he's called you to do. So if he has uh, placed a dream in your heart or if he has given you a vision of something, pray for opportunities, but also look for opportunities because um, a lot of times opportunities don't look like we think they all look. They actually look like hard work. It doesn't just look like this glamorous stage in the microphone, but it looks like hard work behind the scenes that prepares us for that. And so I would look for opportunities um, to step into what he's called you to do in the midst of taking ownership for it. I, I love what you just said, because seeing is passive looking is active absolutely so you're not saying see so you just really scared now look for the opportunity so you have to be intent in actively looking to see the opportunities around you which i think is that's just that's key to a lot of things in the kingdom you know one of the things that we don't talk about a lot too is that people are wanting to grow in their authority but they don't understand that a lot of their authority is connected to their identity Mm -hmm. that you will actually walk in another level of authority when you walk in another level activated identity and and one of the things, babe, I, I wanted to make notice too was that, you know, I've been walking with you through this season and never, you know, since we've been married, since we've known each other, never have I seen an onslaught of just warfare and attack against someone's identity like I've seen in, in your life and just walking with you did this daily. What could you say to the listener right now, babe, that is is facing that battle, just that overwhelming warfare on their identity, destiny? What are some things that have helped you continue to push through and not give up? Because I've seen, I've seen this fight in you that is inspiring challenging and and so encouraging yes um where do i even start (laughs) (laughs) so going back to you know everything where this kind of started was after we moved to vacaville if you've listened to this the previous podcast on what I went through last year with cluster headaches. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. But this is what I'm referring to. I, I was, um, we stepped into this whole new season, this whole new place of, you know, where God brought us to a whole new city, whole new place. And I just was um, just tacked out of nowhere with these cluster headaches. And basically, I was just in tremendous pain, the worst pain of my life. And it it wasn't even about the pain. It was more about the attack on my identity. That wow. was the most tormenting. Ultimately, the pain was torment in and of itself. But even worse, I felt like was the the torment against my identity and, and literally trying to get me to back into a corner where I felt like I literally could not do anything. I like 
it, it, this is what I felt like. Like, no, you better shut up. You better sit down. You go in the corner and you don't say a word, you know, and just pushing me down to the point where I felt like I, I couldn't even see a way out. And it sounds dramatic, but in the moment it was, it was really dramatic and it was literally tormenting. And so here I was, we're in this new place. We're fulfilling the call of God on our life, you know, <laughs> and we're like, it's, it's supposed to be this whole new glorious place, right? Of upgrades. This was a lot of the words we were getting, upgrades, upgrades. What I didn't realize what that meant was there was also an upgrade in my identity that was needed. And so when I started going through this, I was like, snap, wait, hold up. This is not what I thought upgrade looked like. And let me just preface, because I've said this many times, it was not God causing my pain. It was not him whatsoever. But at the same instance, and this is why I want to tie it into identity, because it was going straight after my identity. And it wasn't until, and I, I think I shared a little bit about the breakthrough out of that place. But I want to share a little bit after the fact was it wasn't until I said yes and agreed with who God says I was. I was literally hiding from the the call of a prophetess over my life. I was running from it. Wow. And there was part of me that I knew I was running from it, but there was part of me that I was just trying to ignore it. And it was literally last year when I went to a school of prophets that I had this encounter, the amazing encounter with the Lord, where he literally came to me in such a real, gentle, tangible way and asked me a gentle, simple question. Are you ready to believe who you are is what I say you are? Like it was that simple and that gentle. And I was just weeping, weeping, weeping. And the moment I said, yes, I'm ready. Literally within days, the headaches were gone. They were done and they have not returned. Come on. And I say that because Matt, what you just said about authority, you cannot even begin to access the authority that you have until you realize who you are. And it's that whole co-laboring thing. How are we supposed to co-labor with God if we can't even believe yeah. who who he says we are yeah. like it's almost like impossible to do and so once I said yes it was so such a I felt like okay how is this one little moment gonna change everything well it did I, I want to encourage you it did it changed everything wow. but since then I want to also say because Jordan what you were saying about opportunities is that it doesn't just stop with a yes God then in his kindness and in his love for us he will begin to set up opportunities for you to activate that identity yeah. so so it starts with a yes, absolutely. And I feel like that's where it started for me. But then it was like, oh, so I started getting all these words. Okay, this is identification. Remember, your voice matters. You need to be heard. God is launching you. People need to hear what you have to say. You have breakthrough. You you have a call to mother and all of these words and word after word after word. It's not that I didn't receive it. I do believe in a lot of ways I was receiving that identification that, yeah, that's who God says I am. But to receive the word and to own the word, I feel like are two different things. And so wow. what had began to happen was God began to set up opportunities for me to walk this out. And he's so good like that, guys. He's so good like that. And so I've told the story on a few episodes ago about how God set up the opportunity for me to speak when we went to Australia. That was a huge moment for me because it, I've spoken many times before. It's not that I've never spoke before, but it was it was literally a prophetic act for me to speak then in the moment where I felt like I had nothing to say and I wasn't like, why can't can someone else do it? Like everything in me said, 
I don't have anything to offer. That's when I needed to do it. That's when I needed to step into it. And then God opened the opportunity to do this podcast. Guys, this is not my idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like God presented this opportunity for us, you know, for both of us. But I feel like for me, it's all about my voice in this season and agreeing with who God says I am is that I got to activate my voice and I've actually got to do something with these words I've been given. I can't just sit on the sidelines and say, okay, God, you're just going to have to change how I feel about myself until that happens. I'm just going to sit here. No, on the contrary, just what Jordan was saying, like it's not your feelings aren't going to change until you actually activate it till you actually do something with what God is saying. It's not going to change. And that's what we're trying to release right now. And it's so funny because a couple of things that Des has said over the years is that there was a season where I got so many prophetic words. Well, the tide's got to change. She's getting all these prophetic words. And if we could just get really vulnerable before we were recording this episode right here, once again, like, I don't have anything to say. And you just spit fire right now. That was hitting me in my chest. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, it's funny. I want to give a fuller picture to the listener because there's actually a key in here as well, Desi, is that when you said yes, and begin to activate your voice. Not too long after that is when that phone call happened, which I just referenced. where I was struggling in my identity a little bit in the sense of, I don't know like what's ahead. I don't know these different things of what God's called me to. I'm getting these words. What does this mean? And you called me into a place of ownership over my identity. So not only, and and this is like the fuller picture is as you got breakthrough, you released breakthrough to me, which is releasing breakthrough to others. And so I think even to give the fuller picture, not only when you activate your voice and activate your identity, But I think it was Matt who says that the freer you are, uh, you might have to help me with this, the more free you are to who God's called you to be, the more freedom those around you get. I think I butchered that. But No, 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 that's right. When you actually believe who God says you are, the more freer you are to be who God says you are, the more freedom you release around you to others. And that's exactly, this is an accurate picture of that because literally her yes has affected my yes. And I believe is affecting the listeners. Yes, you that are listening, it will affect your yes. I believe that. And so I, I think it's just an amazing thing of what God has done and is doing. And um, I thank you, Des, for saying yes Ooh. and for activating your identity, which is unlikely locked and a thing in me to actually buy in on myself as well. So you are a result of where I am at. And so I thank you for that, Des, and I honor you. Dang, Jordan, you got me all messed up. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like um, I seriously am messed up, guys. And this is why we do this, because like this is our lives. This is the battles that we face on a daily basis. Like, it's not just about us. It's not. And thank you, Jordan, for reminding me of that, because this is like the essence of my heart is to see lives transformed at the core of who we are, that we would literally come to a place where we understand who God says we are. Like that is truly my heart. And I I get it like in retrospect, (laughs) like when you're in it, you can't see clearly. But when you look back, you're like, oh, duh, no wonder why the attack's so strong. Like this, I I literally am going to get revenge on the kingdom of darkness. (laughs) Like, come on, (laughs) because it, it ain't going down like this. It is not because there are so many people dealing with this right now. And I'm passionate to see that break over a generation. 
So thank you. Jordan. Well, you know, when I think about it, guys, and we're just talking here, and I want to ask both of you a question. I'm going to just give a little insight to this. The activation of our identity usually always takes place in a game-changing moment. We will have moments of resistance that will challenge how we see ourselves. And it's in that moment, if we choose to rise and accept the invitation, because it's really an invitation, it's not a problem, it's an invitation, that's where we get the opportunity to step into activated identity. I mean, I remember a game-changing moment for me that changed in the area of authority. Shout out to my boy, Dub Alexander, who I just did an amazing consultation with and and, uh, and seeing my, uh, my prophetic words that I've had over my life the last five years broken down into a personal identity statement that is just even so much more than that. But one of the things that I realized in my prophetic words was there's a there's an authority part about who I am. God created me as the authority, and this is what one of the statements was, is that the authority of heaven, God's placed inside of me. And I started remembering where that was activated. It was activated at a coffee shop in Stockton, California called Java Roma, where we were doing a Bible study on a Friday night. The Bible study was over. We had a a new believer who was just with us. His name was James. And uh, we were leaving the actual uh, coffee shop. It was probably close to midnight. It stayed open to about two in the morning. We're leaving uh, the coffee shop, and I go say, by to James and suddenly this young man falls to the ground starts pounding on the ground yelling screaming in a voice that doesn't sound like him sounds like three voices in one he starts crawling up a pole like a snake upside down baby. upside down <laughs> and I knew what was happening I mean it sounds like something out of the movie it wasn't a movie this was actually happening out yeah. at a coffee shop in Stockton yep. I had students with us Des was with me um, and I remember at that moment was a game changer moment because at that moment everything in me said run and I got to tell you what every attack of the enemy that comes against you wants to get you to run from your identity at that moment everything in me wanted to run i'm the leader here i am the leader of this college campus ministry and uh des was actually with me she was actually one of the co-leaders so i don't say that as i was the main leader but this moment everybody's looking to me at the moment what to do Like this guy's manifesting demonically. And and the way I could say is that all the lights were off, but everybody was home, if you can understand. (laughs) And I remember at that moment thinking like, I want to run. I want to leave. I want to just say, hey, Des, let's go. Just leave this guy right here. And at the moment, I thought you were. You you straight up walked away. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm walking away, guys. I'm I'm walking away. This is early in our ministry. And the thought comes to me, call mentors, call your leaders. So I I call three different mentors in my life. Each one of them, the answer machine comes on. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? Then there's these other group of Wiccans that happen to be there. They start manifesting demonically and they're mocking me and they're mocking us. And I remember at that moment hearing the clear voice of God say this, if you run from this battle, you'll run the rest of your life. And it was at that moment I heard God say, trust what I've put inside of you. Trust what I've put on the inside of you. And something rose up in me. I got to tell you what, there are game changer moments that each of us will face that it's about the activation of identity. In that moment, I said yes to God. And I remember something rising up within me that I had never felt in my life at that moment. And I know what it was. It was not the anointing. It was not just the presence of God. It was the realization of who God created to me, me to be. Because at that moment, I felt the identity of the authority of heaven within me that was mixed with my identity come to the surface and suddenly my eyes were open in that moment. This is who you are. You were created for this. 
And so I stepped into it. We stepped into it and I don't have time to give the whole story, but long story short, this young man got delivered and got filled with the Holy Spirit. His life was transformed that life. My life was transformed that night and it was a step. It was a game changer moment. And so there will always be moments that you will face that will go exactly against who God says you are. But it's in that moment that if you will rise to occasion, identity, identity, your identity becomes activated and that forever stays with you. And so, so Jordan, what's one of those moments for you? And Des, I want to ask you too, what are one of those moments that you think about in your life where you had the opportunity to step into activated identity? You know, uh, the first one that comes to mind, I'm going to just go with that, is I was traveling with Sean Smith, as, who I work for, and we were on the campus of Texas A&M, and this was a couple years back, and uh, I was just kind of accompanying him. He was going to speak. Uh, I may minister a little bit, ultra-wise or prophetically, and that's kind of uh, where I was at. And this is, to give people a timeline, this was maybe uh, a year, year and a half after what I had gone through. And so I'm still in the midst of my process, still not fully believing who God said I am, even though I'm getting these prophetic words right in the middle of it. And uh, that morning I woke up and we had a morning session and then we were going to do a night session. In between, they had had an outreach plan, open air outreach in the middle of campus. And uh, one of their leaders decided, hey, it'd be a great idea, Jordan, if you shared at the open air outreach. And I, you know, tried to uh, be as nice as possible and say, no, I'm good. You know, like um, you do you do the nice Christian thing of like, I don't, I don't feel the Lord on that, you know, or, <laughs> but really you're just scared and yeah. you don't want to do it. And so I, I was kind of in that place of, of saying that of like, I don't know if I feel God on that. And they're like, pray about it, pray about it. And uh, Sean, whom, whom I love, he's like, Jay, like I, I feel God on this. And you know, when your mentor says that you can't go against it. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I feel God too. And uh, your son. <laughs> exactly. And so we go back to the hotel after the morning session, right in between. And uh, I, I start crying out to God. It was more out of a place of not thinking I was equipped enough rather than um, just trying to get his presence. It was more like, Lord, if you don't show up, this is going to go really bad. And, and I felt God speak to me and he said, I prepared you for this moment. Step into your identity in this moment. So I said, okay, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what's about to happen, but I'm going to say yes. And it's that thing of saying yes, just as Desi talked about. And so I said, okay, let's go. And we went right out in the middle of open air campus, Texas A&M. I, I still hadn't had my thoughts together, what I was going to say or how I was going to get people's attention. And, uh, you know, I've been with Matt and Des when they did college outreaches at Delta College and kind of had ideas of what that looks like. So there's been a preparation, um, but I get out there and there is no sound system. Oh, there's no uh, worship team. There's no, there's nothing that I'm used to having or seeing. So it feels foreign, but yet God's like, hey, I've prepared you. I've prepared you. I've prepared you. And so um, a gentleman gets up and he shares before me and it's a different style. Um, and so even more so, I'm kind of like, oh man, I'm like, do I fit in? You know, all these questions start coming and going to, uh, to and from my identity. And as soon as I stepped up, I felt me step into something and, and it really was this thing of boldness. Wow. When you step into the fullness of who God's called you to be into your identity, it is accompanied with a boldness to proclaim the word of the <laughs> Lord. So good. And so as I stood up on so this good. bench, I felt a download from God where I began to preach and then I felt like he said, call up someone who needs healing 
in their body anyone and I'm going to heal them and then have them testify. And so I call, I say, does anyone need healing in their body? God's going to heal you right now. And if he does, you got to get up and testify. And sure enough, this guy, he was bold enough. I, I respect him. He came up and he said he needed healing in his back. So I prayed for him right there on the spot and he gets healed instantly. And he's kind of shocked. Like he really, he was, I felt like he was doing it kind of to prove me wrong in a sense, but God proved him wrong. <laughs> and, uh, and sure enough, he got up on the bench and he said, I had severe back pain before I got up here and God did something because I don't have pain anymore. And people went crazy and it released an atmosphere of heaven right there in the middle of Texas A&M. Uh, we saw lives uh, saved that day. We saw other healings and miracles take place. And it, it came from stepping into identity and activating that. And the opportunity didn't look like I thought it would. I wasn't even looking for an opportunity, uh, but God presented it. And But it, it still took me taking responsibility to step into it to say yes, even though uh, it may have felt forced like I didn't want to. But I did, and God is good. And That's so good. I remember we also, if you guys want to see this video, it's also on our Instagram. It's uh, way back. We actually have the video yeah. of this. I remember seeing it and just yeah. getting rocked by it. So I guess an example from me, I can remember way back in 2011, um, I was pregnant with our twins and long story short, that's kind of a whole nother, another topic, but I had a, a hard pregnancy, you know, t having twins is, <laughs> you know, the pregnancy was definitely different than my first pregnancy. Oh, so man. I was just, I was having a hard time. It was, it was just rough emotionally. It was rough physically. It was, you know, I was on bed rest two different times and you know, all of that. So right, um, let's see, November, it was around August. August, September time. And I had already almost gone into labor once. Let me just preface this story with that. So I was just focused on, man, I, I want to get through my pregnancy. You know, like I'm believing for God just to, that I'll go to full term, you know, even though I had had the scare. And I remember we were still having church at our house at the time. And one, um, we were meeting on Wednesdays and one Wednesday night, we just came into this time of, um, of worship. And it was, just, I, I felt like we were all in the throne room together. It was such a, a beautiful time of corporate worship like I had never experienced. It was just like we were all just caught up and we were all in unison and it was just beautiful. And I just remember having this vision in that moment and God showed me the city that we are from, Stockton, California. That's oh, yeah. where we were born and raised. And he showed me that we were to go and do a prophetic act and a prayer declaration over the city, that we were going to literally see something shift in our city. You know, we had contended for a lot of things for many, many years. You know, we love our city. And so when I saw this, it was so vivid and it was so real. I was like, yeah, this is we we have to do this. And God gave me a specific date. Okay, he said 11, 11, 11, right? And, um, Which is 111 right now. Is it really? Yeah. That's funny. Okay, well, thank you, Lord. Um, and so I was so, I was in that moment, I knew that I knew that I knew that this was him. And so I waited till the next time we met as a leadership team and I told um, everyone what I saw and that this is what I felt like the Lord was saying, that we are to do a prayer walk and a prophetic act over the four corners of the city. And I saw the angels on the four corners of the city that they were going to be released as we did this prophetic act. And so, but kind of my deal with the Lord, I wasn't bargaining with him, but I was like, Lord, the only deal is like, if I'm not pregnant still, it's going to be real hard to do that. I'm not going <laughs> to, uh, you know, yeah. um, our twins were born. I mean, they were due to be born December 1st. And this was again, like September-ish. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, if I'm still pregnant on 11, 11, 11, it's going down. We're doing this, <laughs> yeah. right? And so 
so we got closer. Here we are two weeks from the time. Okay, I'm still pregnant. Thank you, Jesus. One week from the, I'm like, okay, so guys, let's plan this. We're doing it. So we had this plan to, to go at like at sunrise. Like yeah. we were going to go out and do a few things over our city. And we do this actually over our houses too every time we move into yeah. a new place. It's just a prophetic act of cleansing the land basically. And so we use wine, salt, and oil to represent salt is a purification. Wine is the the blood of Jesus and the oil is is the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, right? And so just anointing the land. And so so we went out, we did it. We just gathered just just our leaders, you know, our core leaders and a few other leaders that we were close to in the city. And we went out to do this and and it was powerful. We went to the first corner, the northwest corner of the city. It was it was powerful. We felt God. And as we were driving from the northwest to the northeast corner, um, you know, one thing is we felt like we need to start at the northwest because it's it's like the gate to the city, yeah. right? And so that was significant. And then we were going to the other side of town, which I th- I feel like it represented the the fruitfulness of the land because mm-hmm. there it was farm ground on that side of the city. So we were literally blessing the land and 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 everything it was <laughs> yeah. called to produce. We were doing that, and every single spot we hit on all four corners, we were declaring something very specific, depending on where it was in the city. And so we were driving, and I heard this voice say, "It's going to get worse before it gets better." Mm-hmm. And I was like, I that. "Oh." Hell Heck no. You know, I'm we're here we are. You know, I'm fulfilling the word that God showed me and that what he's asked us to do and so I'm like, "Oh, forget it." But what happened was, okay, we finished our our declarations and our prayer walk and it was powerful. But one thing I didn't mention was we were in a crisis in our city at this time. Yeah. The homicide rate was rising in that moment. And this was 2011, remember, 11 11 11, and that, you know, oftentimes represents transition. And so when we went into 2012, Instead of seeing things get better, just as I had heard, they actually got worse. 2012 was the highest homicide rate in our city's history, I believe. And so that was a big blow, right? I mean, here we are. We know our voice is powerful. We know that this, I know that this is what God had us do. And then this happens. And I'm like, and what that did for me, at least, was it was like, are you still going to love this city? Are you still going to pour into this city? Are you still going to believe the best about what, who this city is and the destiny of of the city and it, it produced a cry within my heart for our city like I had never experienced before. And so instead of going into retreat mode and oh man, our prayers aren't effective or oh la 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 la, it, it produced a cry that even got bigger and bigger. And before you knew it, we began to see breakthrough, oh, just tremendous breakthrough. And and the things in our city began to shift and literally homicide. It seemed like overnight, but I'm sh- I know it wasn't, but it seemed like overnight it began to stop and the rate just began to drop yep. off. And and by the time it got to 2013, 14, I, th- I believe we we had like maybe a few versus. It was on the Stockton record. Yeah, the next year it was act- actually went down significantly. And then mm-hmm. God began to tr- you know transform who was in government and brought someone in that yep. believed in God and wanted to bring God into our, our city's government. And so we saw a huge shift after that. And it was just a huge moment for me, I feel like, in learning you know how to step in and activate you know when God has so you do good. something. And, and I love it because you're talking about doing it at a city region level and that's the power of even our identity because sometimes we think our our vision of our identity is lower than what God intended it to be when he says we have the capacity to disciple a nation 
Can you imagine if we would step into the fullness of our identity, the uh, impact it could have, not just over an individual, but a region and a city? And we've seen that. We actually watched as you walked out your identity, it affected a whole uh, city and region. Yeah, and just to be real, like it was intimidating. Like (laughs) I'm not gonna say like, oh, oh, so full of faith. And like, (laughs) it was intimidating. Like, Lord, who are we? Who am I like to to do this over our city? Well, first of all, he said it. So yeah, uh, that's who I am. And we were both born and raised there. So I believe we did have authority in the land. We just hadn't necessarily done everything we were supposed to yet with it. So good. And let me, I just want to, for those of that are wondering, like, whatever happened, like, did you go full term with your twins? Yes, I surely did. (laughs) So for all those mamas out there, I want to just encourage you. I did go to 38 weeks. They were completely perfect and healthy and they were born and we literally were only in the hospital two days, just like a normal, you know, one baby pregnancy, you know, birth. So, you know, God's good. So good. So Jordan, any last words or last thought you'd like to leave with us today? You know, in Mark 10, 46 through 52, the story of blind Bartimaeus. And I'm sure if you're listening, you're familiar with it. I want to point out just one thing in here. It's, it's um, Mark 10, 50 is the verse. It says, Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus, received his healing. Uh, I'd like to say and propose to you that I believe his coat represented something. I think his coat represented a part of who he was and his identity. Uh, See, he was a blind beggar. He had this coat on him that was kind of who he was. But then there was this aspect that he had to throw off his coat, walk towards Jesus to step into everything that Jesus had for him in that moment. And so part of stepping into your full potential and full identity also looks like throwing some things off of you as well. And so I think for for me and season of my life that I was in, I kind of reference back to it. I think it was it, it was this bitterness, it was this um, disappointment that I had to throw off of me in order to actually fully step into my identity. So I just want to encourage you, uh, pray and ask the Lord if there is anything uh, that you need to throw off, whatever that coat may be in your life. Uh, I believe Jesus is wanting and drawing you into your full potential, your full identity, uh, but it may be a season you're in to throw off some constraints and throw off some things that you've so believed good. about yourself to fully align with his heart for you. That's good. And we just declare over you right now, listening, that this is a season where you will go from identification to identity. And I declare right now that your eyes and ears would be open to be able to see, not just see, but you would intentionally look at the places and the process of where God has planted you and that you would have the ability to be able to see the invitation to step into a game changer moment. We just declare right now, I just call you into that place where the activation of your identity would manifest and that you would step into a new place of authority and a new realization of who God says you are and that you would see the full backing of heaven fall you in this moment in jesus name amen amen well thank you for being on the show today yes. again jordan we thank so you, appreciate jordan. you being oh, on this episode an and i know we're going to do some more episodes together so how can people follow you be able to glean from you and check out your resources yeah absolutely so first would be uh first way would be instagram i my name is jordan j-o-r-d-a-n underscore gonzalez uh so that would be one way another way if 
you're looking to book me to speak uh, for your event or conference or anything of that nature, you can find me at pointblankinternational.org under the scheduling tab. Uh, that is Sean and Chris of Smith Ministries. Come on. Awesome. Well, make sure to check out the show notes below to see how to follow Jordan Gonzalez. If this podcast has enriched your life, please help us by rating it, leaving a review and sharing it with your friends and family. Thank you for listening to the episode today. And then until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. And we are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.